Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome. So thrilled that you've chosen to join us here today on Facebook Live at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living, allowing PCSL to be your source of spiritual nurturance in a time that it may appear that there's great turmoil. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. Our featured book this month, One World, One Heart by Marilyn Mills, focuses on ways we can shift our thoughts, our actions, from fear and negativity to love and peace about I am and that we embody that peace, that love. And in our time that we share together today, we're going to explore how the blessing of giving and receiving can be applied to giving and receiving compassion to self and all others. And it is this compassion that is truly a gift we give to ourselves, because it is an antidote to judgment, criticism, blame, resentment, all of these barriers blocking our good, the good that we state an intention that we're open to receiving, and yet these barriers limit our experience of that good. So we'll close today with compassion as a high road to life, opening heart, opening mind, and alignment with the I am. So let's get started because we have a lot to cover today. First of all, the blessing of giving and receiving. This is just kind of a little primer on the law of circulation. It is a fundamental teaching in science of mind that there is a reciprocal nature between spirit and each of us as an individual. And it's often referred to as the law of circulation. At the macro level, life is freely given. Nothing is held back. It is freely given by our creator, giving of itself to itself in the form of its creation. And that includes you and that includes me. Each of us is a center point in the one mind. We are literally many universes in the one mind, and we are endowed with creative power. As Ernest Holmes, founder of Religious Science states, he says it very succinctly. Man has the ability to choose what he will do with his life, and it is unified with a law which automatically produces his choices. And so this law, which automatically produces our choices, is at work in every area of our life, whether it's the giving of our talent or the way we share our talent. Do we believe in ourselves? Do we willingly share our talent? Whether it's in the giving of love in a relationship, 
with family, with friends, significant others. It's also at work in our time, our talent, and our treasure. So in terms of the resources, it's at work. Another way that we've heard it is what we give, we also receive. And so when we're embracing the law of giving and receiving, we are sending a message of acceptance. We are placing ourselves in the flow, and it's like saying, yes, more, please. Now, the way the law works, though, is that whatever we're putting out there, we are saying, yes, more, please. And I happen to like the words of Maya Angelou when she says that many of us, we do the best we can until we know better. And then when we know better, we do better. And so we may unconsciously be putting out something that we do not want to receive. But today we're talking about compassion, something that is going to open up those pathways to that divine good that we are naming and claiming for ourselves. Now, why is compassion so important? It is a major antidote to resistance. And what does resistance show up like? Blame, criticism, doubt, fear, judgment, all of these things, resentment, all of these things are barriers. And so when we're making a choice for compassion, we are literally opening up pathways to receiving our good. Now, you may say, well, oh, I don't know. I think I've learned about how to overcome resistance. We all have some pattern that gets in the way of our good. None of us are exempt. And I'd like to share with you just how easy resistance surfaces. This past week, I was at the mailbox and ran into one of my neighbors. And I made a comment about the lovely natural wave she had in her hair. It was so beautiful. It just sort of rippled and cascaded the full length of her hairdo. And she goes, oh, my hair is just a mess. I'm going to the hairdresser tomorrow. I just don't know what I'm doing with it. And I said, oh, I'm sure tomorrow will be much better. Two days later, I'm out on my walk. And, and anyone that's followed me on Facebook, you see I've taken pictures of all the beauty that's in Vancouver along the riverside and through Fort Vancouver. And there's so much beauty. Well, I happened to see this neighbor walking with her walking buddy. And I knew that she'd had the hair appointment and her hair did look lovely. I said, oh, I said, your hair looks lovely. She said, oh, it's such a mess. Her friend, very sweetly, well, I wouldn't say sweetly, just said, just take the compliment. Just take the compliment. And the person goes, oh, okay, kind of like this. But do you see how easily we resist good? So that's an example of resistance. It's resisting a compliment. But there are many, many other ways. So compassion is that antidote to that resistance. So let's get started on giving and receiving compassion for ourselves and all others.
You know, if we're really honest with ourselves, we've discovered that we've kind of strengthened and built a spiritual muscle when there was a challenge or an adversity that we had to overcome. It's in these challenging situations that we may have learned the art of forgiveness. We may have learned the art of embracing change. We may have learned the art of being flexible. We may have even learned the art of the principle of oneness, trusting that spirit is our source, our substance, and our supply, and is always present. Well, I know in my experience, I realize that challenging situations result in what I like to call spiritual growth spurts. It's kind of like the experiences, even if they're painful or sometimes heart-wrenching, there's a period of growth spurts. And I just share with you because I've been out walking so much over the last several weeks that on a lot of the evergreen trees that the tips have that beautiful spring green that's just vibrant, it's almost iridescent, and it's right at the tip of the branch. And that's what I'd like you to imagine, that even in the face of challenging times, there's a growth spurt. And I noticed over days of walking past a certain tree, how suddenly that growth that just sort of shot out of the end of the branch is now branching out and harmonizing with the rest of the tree. Well, so too in our spiritual growth, especially if we embrace compassion for ourselves, And so one of the ways we can demonstrate compassion for ourselves in challenging times is to give ourselves permission, give ourselves permission to feel all feelings. You know, in science of mind, we oftentimes hear the term spiritual bypass. It's a misguided, misdirected process of using positive thinking. It's a form of suppressing negative emotions, like acting like a negative experience doesn't exist. Well, with compassion, what we can do is we can embrace the art of living and live in the and. And what that means to live in the and is to say, yes, I am feeling this emotion right here, right now, or I am having this experience right here, right now. And I know and I trust that God is at work in this situation, delivering a greater good. And in that, we can relax. We don't have to resist. We don't have to push away the negative emotions. We can honor ourselves and feel those emotions and allow them to flow through. We can engage in spiritual practice that help us elevate from those negative feelings. I loved an article that's in the May issue of the Science of Mind magazine. It's called Curiosity Creates Connection. And what the author says is, with feelings of sadness, anxiety, or uncertainty, it's common to resist the discomfort and wonder what's wrong. 
And I'd emphasize that we might have a tendency to say, what's wrong with me? Curiosity, on the other hand, allows us to feel those feelings. It The curiosity of that experience opens up space within and it fosters the realization that there isn't anything wrong. It gives us room to breathe and we can allow the parts that resist the unpleasant emotion and devote our awareness to a deeper understanding of our experience. So it's giving ourselves permission to feel all feelings. And when we embrace this curiosity by expressing compassion to ourselves, it helps us shift our focus from what's wrong to what is the possibility here that is clamoring for my attention? What is the possibility here for me to see? So it's a shift from limitation to absolute abundance, from unworthiness to worthy. It's our opportunity to be compassionate with ourselves, to have curiosity, allow ourselves to feel all feelings, and trust that there's a greater good. I'd like to also say that there's ways that we can learn from our four-legged furry uh, family members. This week I had a lovely conversation, a reconnecting conversation with a girlfriend in North Carolina. And she was sharing how with the pandemic, she's been out with her dog walking and so many people have felt isolation that they've stopped and asked her, may I pet your dog? Well, she said her dog's name is Glory and Glory loves attention. I mean, it's like she's even started a little pattern of behavior where she'll see someone coming, she'll sit down and she'll sort of wag her whole body as if inviting that person to come and pet her. Joe shared with me that Glory did develop another specific behavior that when someone does approach and asks if they can pet Glory and Joe gives them permission, Glory puts out her paw on their hand and guides it specifically to her chest. She loves to have her chest rubbed and petted. And she said, Glory will sit there with that right paw right on the hand. And if the person tries to move away, she just kind of keeps going like this. And if she's sitting there for a long period of time where maybe she's getting a little tired on one leg, she'll just shift her right paw to her left paw and just put it right there, guiding the person to her chest. Now there's a really sweet part of this and that is, Joe shared that the fur imprint on Glory's chest is a heart. So Glory is guiding someone as they pet her to pet her heart and for them to receive that blessing of giving and receiving. So I think we can have compassion for ourselves just as glory expresses, and that is we can ask for what we want. And that's a way of opening up a pathway of keeping that flow of love, giving and receiving. I do really love pets and how they teach us. And so let's move on to compassion for others. See, we cannot give 
to others what we do not give to ourselves. So we started with compassion for ourselves. Now, if we apply Maya Angelou's quote, that is that we do our best until we know better, and once we know better, we do better. Well, if we approach every interaction with another person as that person is doing the best they can in this now moment, and when they know better, they will do better. Imagine how that opens our heart center. It removes judgment. It removes resentment. It removes blame. It removes the tendency to criticize. And so expressing compassion for others is really a gift we're giving to ourselves, Because blame, judgment, criticism, resentment, those are all barriers to the flow of our good. And so it's in our best interest to elevate, to take a higher road and express compassion to others because it keeps our heart center open. And uh, this week, I thank Aaron Hurt for bringing to my attention an essay by John O'Donohue. And he shared um, what I would call this giving and receiving of compassion as a way to understanding and connection. And he calls this states of the heart. And there's several that I want to share with you. So this is from an essay by John O'Donohue. A compassionate heart need never carry the burden of judgment. A forgiving heart knows the art of liberation. A loving heart awakens the spirit of possibility and engagement with others. So can you see that when we give compassion to others, it's really a gift to our own heart center. It's like Glory putting out her paw and guiding right to our heart, saying, please extend compassion and rub and gently massage the heart. And so no matter what has happened in the past, having compassion and forgiveness for ourselves and others opens a pathway to greater connection, harmony, and unity. And so that brings me to my third and final point, and that is that compassion is a high road to life. And I am always in awe of cosmic coincidences. So when I heard Lori's song today, and she's singing lyrics of I am, I thought, oh, the universe is so terrific, Because many of us are familiar with the Bible scripture, Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. And we heard that in the lyrics this morning. I am joy. I am peace. I embody this quality of God. Well, guess what? That's what compassion allows us to do. It is a way of us to be that, to be aligned with the truth of the divine presence that resides within us. It is a way that when we choose compassion for self and others, we are expressing our authentic self, 
that divine presence, that divine power, that divine love that is within us, it allows us to align our mind with the one mind and therefore be the greater yet to be that is the truth of us. And so compassion, again, is simply a gift that we not only give to others, but it's a gift we give to ourselves. And the ultimate gift is that it helps us to align with the eternal gift that's been given, life that resides at the core of our being, that perfection, that wholeness, that joy, that peace, that love. This is the high road to life. So let's take a quick look at where we've been. First of all, a little primer in the law of giving and receiving. We've all heard it. What you put out, you get back. What you sow, you reap. And it works in every area of our life. And that includes if we carry a mental atmosphere of negative emotions, that is what we're putting out. And the law returns it in kind. We can use this law, though, to create a more fulfilling life by expressing compassion for ourselves and for all others. And that compassion as an antidote to judgment, criticism, blame, resentment, creates states of the heart that bring unity, harmony, and connection with others. And compassion allows us to align with our authentic self, the I am that resides at the core of our being. Thereby, when we make that choice of extending compassion, we are choosing the high road in life. Let us pray. In this now moment, recognizing one power one presence, one mind of infinite intelligence, the I am of all that is, this life that is freely given, fully, the creator giving of itself to itself in the form of its creation. It is love. It is peace. It is joy. It is the perfection and wholeness of all creation. And I know that I am of it. I am a center point, a little mini universe in the one mind of infinite intelligence. I am created with a creative power to create and attract my heart's desire. And as that is true of me, I know it is true for each person hearing this message, each person, an individualized mini-universe in the one mind of God, bestowed with the creative power to create a life that is filled with fulfillment. And so I claim and affirm, and I speak my word for and about each person, that each person opens their mind and heart 
to a conscious awareness of the law of giving and receiving, each person aware of the mental atmosphere that they carry. What are the thoughts, the feelings that they allow as maybe subtle indulgences that may be inhibiting their good? in the form of resentment, criticism, blame, judgment. I claim and affirm that each person is aware and makes conscious choices to extend compassion to self and all others, thereby eliminating the barriers to a greater good. And I claim and affirm that each person opens their heart to the infinite possibilities available. And in that space of infinite possibility, extending compassion to self and all others opens to that divine essence that resides at the core of each person's being, the I am that I am. And in so doing, There is a poise, a grace, a presence that is expressing the greater yet to be of each person. It is a heart-centered beingness. It brings love and joy, connection and harmony. And I am so grateful for this truth that God is all there is. God is the I am that I am within each person. And it brings forth unity, harmony, peace, joy, and love. And I place this word into the activity and action of the law, that law that always says yes. And so right here and right now, together we say, And so it is. Thank you for being here today. And it is with deep, deep gratitude that we know that you have chosen to be with us. And we are so grateful for all the many, many gifts that flow into our center through checks, through Tithely, through um, credit card, whatever your choice of giving is, we are so grateful. And so just know that your gifts coming to us are received with gratitude and they go out into the world. They circulate into the world in order to create a world that works for everyone. Thank you so much. Yes. We were made for these days and extending compassion. We move forward hand in hand to do that which is ours to do. Now, I know that there are times when life is very challenging. Please know that we are here to provide prayer support for you. 
all of our licensed practitioners and ministers, the ecclesiastical team, receives your prayer requests when you put them online. Go to our Facebook page. There's a place where you can uh, click on prayer requests, submit your prayer request. It immediately goes to every member of our ecclesiastical team, and we hold that in prayer for an entire week. So please know that we're available for prayer requests uh, also on the website, all of our practitioners are listed. So if you would like an in-depth consultation, you can schedule a session. The fees are different for varying practitioners, but you can contact them and let them know. But that's a great way to really look at what are some of those barriers that are showing up and inhibiting our ability to live that life of fulfillment that we desire. So know that we are here for you. We thank you for your gifts. So just graciously, we receive these gifts knowing that as we receive them, they go back out into the world to create a world that works for everyone. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.